Jumping joyfully toward your destiny is what life is all about. Welcome to the Destiny Culture Podcast, where you'll create a destiny culture in a simple A, B, C, D format so that confusion, exhaustion, and paralyzation don't win. Welcome, welcome to our team episode today on Destiny Culture, where we are going to be talking about heart posture and how to essentially ABCD heart posture to make sure that you are set up for expansion, set up for favor, set up for growth, set up for God's will and calling for your life. So um, as we do that, we are going to be probably giving you lots of different scriptures that you'll be able to look up and um, implement and guide you as you are um, aligning your heart posture. Some of these things are the types of things, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, that I like to think that my heart posture is always good, that it is exactly how it should be. And then you read scripture and you're like, oh, dang, that maybe I've got some things to tweak. So please, as you are listening, do not feel condemned. Do not go to a place of shame or guilt, but instead simply uh, course correct and um, ask forgiveness where it is necessary and um, go and lay that down at the foot of the cross so that we can let nothing separate us from getting to where um, God wants you to be. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to give you actually today, the four words that we're going to go with for awaken, believe, captivate, and dance. And then we could break them down just a little bit for you. So for awaken the heart posture, we've got is humility. Believe we've got a heart posture of repentance in captivate. We've got a heart posture of surrendering idols. And finally, in dance, we've got a heart posture of resolve. And so we will explain each one of those a little bit more. Amber, do you want to start us off with humility and uh, awaken? Well, actually, I am currently writing out a scripture um, that goes along with the A, B, C, D of heart posture. And it's 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And... Um, It says, when my people over whom my name is called humble themselves, Millie, and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And so then there's resolve. So it starts with humility and then there's resolve. And so um, I'm like coming into this recording and I have not had a good heart posture all weekend. (laughs) And I'm like, God, what is going on here? I know what is true. I know you are good. I know you are for me, but things just seem off. And so um, I could easily point my finger at everybody else around me and say, if they would just, then I could. And just the journey that I've been on, on, you know, learning humility is that that is not the way. It always ends up in some really um, messy situations if I do that. And so I have spent a ton of time just getting humble, you know, just getting humble before him. And sometimes it takes a while and that's okay. So it may take a moment or it may take a weekend. Um, but as, as far as humility, just constantly striving for that humility and, and going to God's word, which Tracy said, we're going to share 
lots of scriptures today, um, but this one right here, Second Chronicles 7, 14, um, is the ABCD of heart posture. That's perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What a good yeah. way to introduce. So um, I'm going to share with you a couple of scriptures that I've um, pulled up for this. One is James 4, 6. I, I will read that one and then um, just give you the other one. Well, actually, they're right next to each other. So um, James 4, 6 is, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I don't know about you, but I can always use more grace 110% of the time. And then James 4.10. So just a couple of verses down farther, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. You know, our season of awaken is all about kind of um, taking a, a temperature check, you know, like checking your pulse and slowing down to do that. And in order to do that, we've got to have an openness and sort of be willing to take ownership and admit that things may be off. And that requires humility straight out of the gate. Um, Melissa, it looked like you were getting ready to unmute. So it's really interesting because just this weekend, um, I know Amber and I were talking about it a little bit. Um, I've been doing something. I've been making different changes, right, in life and what I'm doing, all the things that are going on in life. And humility has come up big time um, because, like I was telling her, I like to know everything, like and if I know something, I don't want anybody telling me like they know more. Like it's a really big problem. And I'm like, I really need to humble myself because there are so many things that would actually help if I actually stopped to listen to someone else. So that humility plays like such a big part, especially in Awaken, because it's when we're, we want to hear from God and hear what he really wants for us. So if we don't have that heart posture of humility, we're not going to get all that he really has for us, you know? Um, and then actually I had a good scripture, but I'm trying to find the exact version that I, that I wanted to share. Oh, so that's I'll fine. Share yeah. I was going to add something. So you can look that up in, while I'm saying this, um, because this weekend I was at a retreat that my brother put together, which was wonderful. And he provided us a sheet that had um, a sort of an activity with a scripture. And the scripture was referring to Luke 10, where Jesus sends out the 70, 72. And um, then the, one of the assignments attached to that was to put yourself into that story and see where would you fit? How would you feel as a result? And which was a beautiful, awesome thing to do. And, um, as I put myself into that story, <laughs> pride came up, humility came up, you know, because there are opposites essentially. And, um, I was thinking of myself in that story thinking, okay, if I weren't one of the 72, I would be really upset. 
I would feel like, why didn't I get chosen? Which is prideful. And then I thought if I were one of the 70, 72, I still would wonder, well, why am I not one of the 12? It's like, it still wouldn't have been enough. And then I thought, well, if I'm honest with myself, even if I were one of the 12, I would be like the one that says, don't you love me the most? <laughs> you like, like, obviously there's a trend there that pride is something that I need to work on. And, and it's also attached to, and now for some people, pride is, I think that I'm better than everybody else. And then also it can be prideful to, it's almost like a false sense of pride or a false sense of self that says I'm not good enough. And so I deserve more attention. You know what I mean? It's like that backwards um, pride can come in both ways, actually with insecurity and over security. So good. I, I found that, I found that verse that I was talking about and it goes exactly with what I was saying. And it's Proverbs 11, two, that says when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really good. I just got chills. <laughs> um, one of the scriptures I had written down also was the same one you had, Tracy, which was James 4.10, but I read out of the Tree of Life version, and it says, humble yourselves in the sight of Adonai, and he shall lift you up. So it's just slightly different, but I yep. like. And that's actually the one that I've got on my notes for whatever reason. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because lift you up. I love that phrase, you know, like it's just so visual that you can grab hold of. Okay. So I want to speak to something really quick because I am sure that some of our listeners think humility is like, you know, full on submission, you know, like a dog like lays over on its back and puts its belly and you're totally vulnerable and you know, like you're not protected. Get trampled on. Yeah. Uh, walked all over. Humility is not that. Humility is actually being lifted up. Humility is freedom. Humility is freeing. So our, our mindset, the way that the world has geared our minds to um, the understanding of what humility is, is not the way that God had intended it to be. And so sometimes we have got to revisit the origins of where that actually, you know, came from and what it actually means so that we can apply the true humility to our lives. That's good. Thank you for speaking to that. So then as we move into believe that word for heart posture that we focus on is repentance. And, um, the, one of the scriptures that I've got here is Matthew three, eight, and depending on the translation that you look at, it talks about repentance produces fruit, but I'm going to read to you from the passion translation that says you must prove your repentance by a changed life. And so as we move from awaken, which is a season of being and stillness to a season of believe, which is doing and taking action and obedience, that is that time where we are, are um, asking repentance and being healed and then proving it. It's one thing to say, you know, oh, I'm sorry, but then if you're not willing to put, you know, your put legs behind where your mouth is, that it shows that you really haven't changed your course. Repentance is a literal changing of direction. 
I was just going to tie that into back into second Chronicles seven fourteen, where he says, humble the, when they humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So repentance is literally turning from sin, turning from those sinful desires, turning from uh, the idols, turning from what it is that you're putting your hope in other than him and literally turning and looking at him. Um, so it's either this way or that way, you know, number A or B. And so which one are we going to choose? But seek my face and turn from their evil ways. And then to just, it could even be tacked right onto that verse because it's, it fits yeah. so well. But Acts 3.19 says that when we repent, times of refreshing will come. So mm -hmm. it's like, go back to the father, to the foot of the cross, times of refreshing will come as a result. Yeah. Who, who needs some refreshing today? <laughs> Can I get an amen? Melissa, you got anything? Sorry, guys. I'm trying to keep myself muted because I know I've got all sorts of background stuff here. But um, yeah, anyway, it, but honestly, like that repentance and once again, like it's, it's funny because this today is so good because I feel like I've been in all of these places this last week um and just that being open to repentance because again I feel like it goes back to the humility where we're like if we're not humble like we feel like oh we're doing everything right so we have to get ourselves into that place of heart posture of repentance so that we can really be right you know so that we can be right with God and not just staying prideful like that. Oh no, I know I'm good. I know I'm okay. And I know I've done that for a long, long time. So as I've been going through my prayer journal this weekend, repentance has come up a lot on so many different things, because again, it's just that closed off, like, no, I know I'm doing right, but we have to humble ourselves and be open to repenting to them. Even when we may not realize that we need to. I think for some people, and it might even be a scary thing to repent because then we actually have to verbalize. <laughs> I really messed up, you know, uh, my, my flesh took over. And so I just want to encourage anybody who is afraid to have that conversation with the Lord, um, or with anybody, you know, but first him, you can have that conversation with him. You can have, <laughs> Uh, that conversation with anybody else, but I just want to encourage you that it's okay that he is a compassionate father and he, he already knows, <laughs> you know, he knows better than we do. Um, and, and just simply saying, I'm so sorry, I messed up here. Please help me do better. You know, uh, it doesn't, there's no like specific way that we have to repent or, you know, just, just having that conversation with him, recognizing that um, you sinned, you know, and you messed up. Yeah. You know, I appreciate oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tracy. I was just going to say, I appreciate you, Melissa, using that word, right. I was talking about that word this weekend and how that has been my heart's desire to do the right thing, like my entire life. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, um, what ends up happening or has for me, sure, um, is that if I am feeling like I'm doing the right thing, 
the tendency then is when somebody comes and asks, how are things? I'm good. I'm good. It's all good. Everything is good. It's all right. Mm-hmm. But there's even pride in that, in, in mm-hmm. not being willing to say, yes, I could use help in this area. Yes. You can pray for me in this area. Um, so it is, it's just so easy, even when our intentions are really good to slip into that prideful spirit. Um, we were out this weekend, my husband and I, and offered to pray for a, a teenage boy. He was in the grocery store stocking the shelves. And, uh, my husband said, Hey buddy, is there anything that we can pray for you? You know? And he was like, Oh no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. He said, let me go find Jacob. <laughs> so he was like, let me find somebody else for you to pray for. Cause I'm really good. <laughs> but it reminded me of probably all the times that somebody has asked me the same thing when I'm like, yeah, no, good. And I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyways, that repentance, it's just a constant thing, you know, as we live and breathe with every inhale, exhale, there is no doubt something else that we could find to repent for. Melissa, what scripture are you going to give? Proverbs 28, 13. And I love Proverbs. So I I usually find something there, (laughs) but Proverbs 28, 13 says you will never succeed in life if you try to hide your sins. Mm. confess them and give them up and then God will show mercy to you. <laughs> that is so good. So it's I like, it. it's just like so good. And, and I mean, you know, we all want to succeed, right? We all want that. So it's like, why do we hide our sins? And, and I mean, he'll show us mercy. So it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Amber, like, like he knows he already knows. So why don't we just confess them and, and he will show us mercy. We're not going to be punished for it. We're not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. have to feel bad about them anymore. Once we actually give them up to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Beautiful. So then as we move into captivate surrender idols, which, um, depending on, what study you've done in terms of idols, the tendency might be, especially in our culture to think, well, I don't have any idols. You know, I don't have any little golden guys sitting around my house that, that, um, I pray to or anything, but my goodness, your time will show what you value and anything more than the Lord is an idol. Um, so that of course, again, you know, like, First, we come to him with humility and then we repent and then he's going to show us what we need to lay down. And are we actually going to do that? And it can be very scary, you know, because we've, we've held on to these things and they provide, and they may be good, but sometimes too much of a good thing is not a good thing anymore, you know, and it becomes that idol. And so you are laying down what may even be good for something that is great. And it's so good, you know, like the freedom that comes with surrender of that thing that has been controlling you or that you have leaned on for control that you have leaned on for your comfort that you've leaned on for your whatever the way that it makes you feel there is so much more of what you're actually craving on the other side of surrendering it. Um. This, I think I've told this story before 
already on this podcast, but uh, my marriage had become an idol to me and I had no idea. I grew up in a broken family. You know, my parents had split. They both remarried. And so when I, as I grew up, I was like, when I get married, that's it. Like, I am not, (laughs) you know, I'm just not doing that to my family. And anyway, so it was really important to me that I did whatever it is that I could do in my own strength to make sure that that marriage worked. And so um, there was a time where we were, my husband and I were going through a really rough time. And I just remember crying out to the Lord and he was like, are you willing to give up your marriage for me? And I was like, oh, you know, like bawling my eyes out, you know, like, yes, yes, I am. Okay. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. And it was from that moment that everything just like, like a light switch went on. Everything just switched and turned. And I mean, the mercy, you know, like all these scriptures that we're talking about, the humility and the surrendering, it just started to play out in the way that God had intended it to. Um, but I, I had to, I had to humble myself. I had to seek his face and repent and I had to surrender it into his hands. Uh, I'm going to say, I think a big one for many people is money. Like money has become such an idol to every one of us. And rightfully so in some ways we have to live. So we know we need money, right? We need money to live. But so many of us are doing everything possible just to make more and more and more money. Like it's never enough. And I know I've gotten into that place at many times. And um, this year being my year of surrender has been one that I've been like so open to whatever it is, God, that you want me doing, like you're going to provide what I need, however that is, whether this means working somewhere else, doing something else, like I will follow whatever it is that you want me to do. And surrendering that thought of, um, I know that when I first started in business was like, I want to be making millions of dollars a year. Like that was my intent. Like that was all I was doing it for, you know? Um, But it's amazing. Like how peaceful I am at this moment thinking it doesn't have to be for myself. I could be wherever I could be doing, as long as I'm doing what God is calling me to, then I'm fine with it. However it is happening, you know, it doesn't mean that I have to be leading. It doesn't mean that I have to be doing these things, but that idol, that idol of money can do so much to us and really hurt us. So having that heart posture of surrendering those idols is, it's like something so powerful, you know? Um, And I have a good verse to go with that too, but I don't know, Tracy, if you had anything else before I, before I say it. She goes, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to say it. It's first Timothy six, uh, eight through 10. Uh, And it says, but if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith 
and pierce themselves with many pains. That's good. Yeah. And just to be clear, what Melissa is, is saying is not that money is bad. The money itself is not bad. It is that word that she said, craving, that is the, the slippery slope. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for those examples, ladies. And then as we move into D for dance, the heart posture is resolve. And I want to explain what we mean by that, because you have, if you think about the process of the heart posture, first, you've come with humility, you've repented, you've then laid it all out before the Lord and resolve to me has kind of a dual sense of meaning. On the one hand, it is like, well, I'm resolved to just whatever is happening is happening. In a way, it's that given up sort of spirit, like just whatever, God, whatever, <laughs> you know, which we, we have just laid it all down and said, whatever's your will, fine, I'm good with it now, you know? And so, so there's, there's that side of it. Then on the other side of the coin, resolve has this sense of forward motion that says, I'm not quitting. There is that grit and persistence and perseverance attached to it that he, he shares with us that we need to run the race and, and continue on and finish well. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11 for, for I knew, know the plans that I have for you plans to give you a hope and a future to prosper you. You know, there is his will. He is behind you. He is for you. And so you can lay everything else out, everything else down and not fear that you got to have your little fingers and everything to make it work and to make it good. Jesus said, I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. I was going to add, um, you know, in our human, the way our human brains are created, like we're created <clears throat> to figure things out, you know, like strategy and um, I can't think of the word right now, but anyways, so we want to figure it out. And if we can't figure it out, then we're going to do what we can to figure it out. <laughs> and if this piece is matching this piece then these two pieces go back, you know, so we put the jigsaw puzzle together. So resolve is actually surrendering that need and desire to figure it out and have it understood and really leaning on his understanding, um, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. He will resolve your paths. He will show you the way he will shine his light. Um, I was doing a fast recently and I was, I didn't feel led to do food. I didn't feel led to do, you know, things like social media or anything like that. And so as I was like, you know, praying about what do I fast? The one thing was my overthinking and I had to fast my overthinking. So every time I picked up the overthinking, um, I had to lay it down and that showed me that gave me so much freedom. It gave my mind so much freedom uh, that he could resolve things for me if I just lay down my own understanding. Uh, and, you know, the word that really comes to me is just perseverance. Um, you know, we had to keep moving toward, toward what he wants 
And I think that's where we can like go astray is that we want to do what we want to do. And I don't know if it was Amber or Tracy that said about like, take your fingers out of it. And it's so funny. I just wrote something the other day of like, we want our hands in the pot at all times, but this is when we have to, we have to persevere, but in the way that God wants us to not in our own minds and what it is that we feel is that we, is what we need. Um, and I love Philippians 3, 13 through 14 says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So we're, you know, we're going, we're moving toward that goal of what it is that he wants, not not exactly what we want, but yet when we get to this point of dance and we have this heart posture of resolve, we are able to do what it is that he's calling us to do, not, not necessarily what we think is right to do. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things that we will probably all find that we're surrendering is our expectations. And then we can move forward with resolve. Um, this has been so much fun. I, I could do this same one, the same episode over and over again, and probably not get tired of it. I could probably listen to it over and over again and not get tired of it because how needed is it for us with heart posture every day? Like there's probably going to be one of these four that you're going to find really resonated with you today. And then another one tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day, I would really recommend that this be an episode that you come back to often. And, um, we thank you so much for listening from being acceptive, accept, accepting, accepting and open to all of the scripture that we have poured out and, um, dumped upon you today. And, um, we are so looking forward to being with you on our next episode, which is going to be talking about God's gift for you within the ABCD process. And he has a specific gift for you within each of those seasons. So make sure to stay tuned, come to that next episode of destiny culture podcast and receive those gifts. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.